This is Talking Sci-Fi. And your host, Sean and Randy. Hi, welcome to uh, Talking Sci-Fi with your host, Sci-Fi Sean and Randy. Randy. And we have another special guest today. This is our second guest on our, sh- our show, our run, our highly rated growing podcast, YouTube. I want to introduce uh, Rob Robertson. How are you doing, Rob? Hey, how are you doing? Great. Um, the reason why we have you today is um, you are a local, renowned, well-known um, Bigfoot enthusiast. And yes. What is the name of you? Or what do you actually like to call yourself? The Legend Tripper. The Legend Tripper. And uh, we thought this would be interesting because, um, as you know, we do Sci-Fi Barto, and it's coming up in February. It's the uh, 15th of the month, free event, Main Street Barto. We're hosting, uh, our theme this year is Myths and Monsters. And even on our poster, we have Bigfoot and Nessie on our poster. So um, we, uh, we wanted to talk about a little bit of that. We want to focus on your forte, which is the skunk ape. Yes. Bigfoot. Sasquatch, Yeti, Wild Man. Um, what other names do we have for Bigfoot? Well, well in China it's called the Yaren. Um, in Russia it's called Almista. Down in Australia it's called the Yowie. Uh, like I said, they're basically they're seen all over the uh, the world. Uh, Malaysia's got one, which I can't even pronounce that word. It's almost like the orangutan. Yeah, something. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so I mean, they're seen all over the world. In fact, they're seeing uh, you know, there are reports of them all over the United States, with the exception of Hawaii. But just recently, I saw a YouTube video where a gentleman said that he's seen one in one of the on the Big Island, which I'm going to have to look into that one a little bit more. That's an awful small <laughs> space for the territory yeah. that uh, uh, Sasquatch. I'm going to wonder about that one, but you know, I, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But uh, yeah, because that's the only report that's ever come out of the, out of Hawaii. So, tell us a little bit how you got into this uh, unique uh, hobby. Um, I got into the whole the unexplained as a as a kid. Right. Um, there was two movies I always credit. One being The Legend of Augie Creek, nineteen seventy four, right. a Charles mm-hmm. Peace movie. Yes. Which just to throw this out there, uh, uh, Charles' uh, daughter Dana has just had the movie digitally fixed and is going to be putting it back out again. They went in HD, did it? Huh? Yes. Oh, wow. That's, awesome. yeah, that's, that's going to be coming movie. out really soon. As a kid, that movie scared the hell out of me. You so. know, it's funny because when we went to go see it at the drive-in, I didn't know anything about it. And I remember taking my brother to the uh, to the popcorn stand and we walked, walked by the poster. And yeah. I looked up and I went, huh, what is that? You know? Yeah. And at the bottom of the poster said, this is a true story. So we got back to the car and that movie came on. And I think I've watched it from the back seat in the drive-in, you know, the old drive-in. Oh, 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 watching oh, it. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I mean, this movie rattled me so much that I remember what this, it was a double feature. I don't remember what the second movie was. Because it got to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole way I got home, I was like, what if that thing's in my backyard? Correct. You know, we get home and my dad said, take the dogs outside to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm not going back there. You know, what if this thing smells <laughs> What if it left foul park and so and it's in my backyard? You Even though I live own. in the middle of a city. <laughs> What well, if it's back there? So I made my brother come out back with me because I, I can run right. faster than my brother. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, needless to say, it wasn't there. But it, you know, and then my uncle, who was um, a uh, icy vendor, went around and he, he came back and he was telling me stories about it. So that got me. And then my mom, who was from Edinburgh, Scotland, start, told me about the Loch Ness monster. Right. So you know, at first I was scared. But then I started reading on it, and it just got really, really interesting. And then that awesome TV show, In Search of, came on, you know, hosted by Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. and that just kind of sealed it, 
right there. That became yeah. my passion. And ever since then, that's just kind of one of those things I've always enjoyed. If I had to do a book report in school, I'd always go get a uh, um, uh, Ivan T. Sanderson book or a John Keel book. Which I'd already read, but I'd go ahead and do those as book reports, you know, to make sure I got an A. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You knew what you were talking about because you uh, loved it so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember in high school, I took my friends over to uh, Louisiana, Missouri to go look for Momo. Momo. Mm -hmm. And you'll say we, did, we didn't plan that one very well. We ended up sleeping in a car that night and I got my, my friends were a little angry. We didn't take the time to really plan that. Turned out, you know, the Louisiana, Missouri was a lot further away than we anticipated it being. Absolutely. But, um, you know, as a kid, I went to Loch Ness, you know. Oh, that's great. Um, and then, you know, I joined the military and uh, right out of high school. Didn't get to do a whole lot in the military, but I still kept up on my reading and stuff like that. You know, I read all of Lauren Coleman's books and stuff like that. And uh, I did get to go out to Area 51 when I was stationed out at El Paso. We're planning on doing an Area 51. We're going to ask you to be part of that show coming up. So. And uh, and then when I retired in 2003, I made a total life. I said, I want to get, I want to start going out and doing stuff. You know, right. I've, all this time I've given the military, now it's, my, it's, it's my, me time. Right. And we started going around different places, started doing, uh, I, uh, I met my moneymaker when I was still in the Army, but now that I was out, and he would contact me when he came down to Florida, and we'd go out on some of those BRFO Bigfoot hunts. He'd invite me to come out there. Explain us what BF what uh, BRFO is the Bigfoot Field Research Organization that Matt Moneymaker, the gentleman that's seen on the uh, show Finding Bigfoot. Yes, that's his, uh, that's his group. Uh -huh. So you've run up with those people before. Yes, I, I, I'm happy to see I know all of them. That's really all. I <laughs> yeah. love that issue because they come close. Oh, yeah. Think, so. Friends with Cliff Rackman and Bobo and Bobo. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said you you keep saying we. Is there a group of you, a group of friends that go out all the time? Actually, it's just me and my wife. I mean, oh, I do, okay. I do. whenever I do go out, I, I mm -hmm. hook up with some of the local teams or right. groups around here. But uh, as far as who I definitely go out with, it's usually my wife. She's got your back. You yes. Know. She, you know, uh, that's she, awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna say she believes in everything, but she loves going out there. She likes talking to people. Right. I mean, when I go out to these conferences to sell my book, she, <laughs> the woman can sell a book. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Please. My book is called Legend Tripping: The Ultimate Adventure. It's published by Adventures Unlimited Press. Okay. And a quick side note: the gentleman that owns uh, Adventures Unlimited Press is David Childress, okay. gentleman from uh, Ancient Aliens. Yes. Oh, I did not know oh, that. Oh yes. In fact, he's. I, I always refer to David as my friend and mentor. That's awesome. Because my book would not be as good as it was if it hadn't been for him. Does your book mostly focus on, don't give away the plot line or anything, but does it focus mostly on Bigfoot or Sasquatch or UFOs or? No, but you can definitely see my, my passion for Bigfoot. Yeah, okay. I call it, it's a guidebook on how to go look for legends. Okay. And I go through, uh, I talk about, uh, you know, cryptids mm -hmm. and not just Bigfoot, all of them, you know. Correct. Mothman and Jersey Devil, name a few. I talk about aquatic uh, creatures, which we have Alti right up in Georgia. Oh, yeah. That's and then I go into haunted places, which, uh, you know, oh my God, Florida is just like a, you know, I mean, St. Augustine, the most haunted city in the. You could spend months at St. Augustine yeah. on ghosting and all Even though Savannah tries to say we're the most haunted city. Oh, no. Uh, St. Augustine. St. Augustine is the most haunted. I agree with that. Uh, I talk about UFOs. I talk about mysterious places that have gravity hills, you know, right. our own, you know, spook hills, Spook right hills, right hills mm -hmm. not too far from here. And uh, you know ghost lights, you know. Yep. And I talk about um, you know buried treasure, which you know there's still 
millions of dollars of gold. Pirate Absolutely. gold, Civil War gold is still unaccounted for. Florida was a hot spot for pirates and all that, and uh, the Spanish, the hiding uh, uh, treasures and things like that. Florida's actually number one. Really? Followed by North Carolina. Wow. Pirate gold. And as far as Civil War gold, I Mm -hmm. believe we may have, I forget where we are up there as far as uh, Civil War uh, gold legends go, but we're up there near the, the. the top five. Well, I got a back code, so I think Sean Jarrett is first. <laughs> I got a, I got postal diggers. I can't, I can't give about that deep, you know. But seriously though, um, you've hunted after Skunk Ape. We'll, we'll stick with that. That's the Florida version of Bigfoot. How close have you come yourself to encountering? Well, we've had a, a couple incidents. Um, one of the incidents I like to talk about tell people is about when uh, we had a gentleman back in 2012 Thanksgiving come see me right right after Thanksgiving I should say and tell me during Thanksgiving he was out at the Green Swamp which mm-hmm. is north of Lakeland uh, Thanksgiving morning he was uh, sitting in a uh, tree stand and uh, it was six o'clock in the morning there's a big huge palmetto field in front of him and it was kind of misty right and he's sitting there playing on his phone you know he's bullshit. sure and he caught movement of something coming out. And he thought at first it was a guy in a ghillie suit. Right, okay. But he was noticed how fluid and how it was moving through the palmettos. He said, I, you know, humans for the most part were very awkward, very clumsy walking through the right. palmetto, especially in, in the dark. And he noticed how fluid it was moving. And he just kind of watching and watching. He was getting, waiting for it to get close and he was going to yell over and say, hey, you know, there's guys out here with guns. You know, I'm you not being careful. Right. Yeah. But the thing stopped and he was looking at it and he goes, and then it, you know, he said, I, I heard stories of the skunk ape before. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I've heard about it before. And then he started, he took his cell phone and he aimed it at it. And he was just recording. And then things stopped and looked, you know, like he was sniffing the air. looked right up at him. Wow. And he said a chill shot down his spine when he realized that's not a guy in a suit, that he's looking at an animal. I didn't stumble on Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he stopped recording because he didn't know if the thing was going to charge at him or whatever. Right. But luckily, he took off running, and he got on the phone and called his dad and his son, who were in other tree stands in other areas, and said, get over here, get over there. And his son told me it took about half an hour to get him to get off the tree stand. He was so rattled. Wow. Wow. I don't blame him. Yeah, and he said when he got home, he went right to his room and laid in his bed. I mean, he was just so shaken up. How long ago was this story? 2012. Really? So not too long ago. So he came to us, he told us the whole thing, and then he took us out there, and I went out you know, I saw the video, and I'm allowed to show the video. I just can't give a copy out to anybody. I got you. And he doesn't even want me giving out his real name, right? Because he's not one of those people who wants to be on TV and right. getting glory out and right. all this stuff. Anyway, I took a, my wife got on the tree stand, took a picture of me where he said he was, and you could see whatever it was. Good look at comparing the videos. That this thing was. I'm only five foot seven. This thing here looks like it's close to about eight foot tall. Okay. I mean, wow, you can vary in sizes. Right. Yeah. And you can see where, you know, where it had gone through there, but you know, palmetto area, you can't really find any right. tracks. You can find yeah. depressions, but not tracks. Right. But we did get up to a road and we did find some tracks, but it had been raining mm-hmm. and the water was filling. And we did try to our best. And I did make some castings, but they didn't turn out very well. Well, I said, so I don't want to set up some trail cams out there. Okay. So. And I always leave them out for a little bit of period of time, let the rain get on them and get rid of all that human smell off of them. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and then I went out with my wife and my son and my uh, my daughter. And we went out there and it was getting dark. And you have to be out of the green swamp by nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know? So we got out there and me and my son went walking down this um, dirt uh, road and it had both had uh, swamps on both sides of these dirt roads, just to give you an idea of the layout. Right. 
And this was about seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it was getting dark. It was going back. It was we couldn't see out, you know, into the swamps. And we hear some splashing around. And my son's just kind of looking over and stuff towards me. And, stuff. and unfortunately, that mm -hmm. one time I did not bring my Bigfoot gear with me, and I always carry bear mace with me. Right. As a precaution. Yep. I don't bring firearms. I bring right. bear mace. Right. And we stopped and we're looking, and then we walk and then we hear something making a really kind of. And my son went, that's weird. That's it. That don't sound like a panther or a bear. And, but we get up to it and we hear it and it's coming like it's coming out toward us. And, you know, it's, and the, the, the noise is getting louder as right. it's coming toward us. And then we, um, we hear it scream again. And my son had a funny story. He had these night vision goggles that he had gotten in a video game. Okay. I think right. it was Call of Duty or yeah, something like right. that. Right. And he brought them out just to see how well they worked. That was right. his own thing. He just said, I want to see how it worked. And he said he looked up and he could see some glowing eyes looking at him. With the nice. So he hands them to me. And I'm looking and I can see. I said, now, is that a raccoon sitting on a tree branch? Or, you know, and I'm looking around and there was just cypress. Right. And there was nothing there. But, and you could hear it breathing. And then I look over and, um, you know, I'm, I'm shortening up the story a little bit. Because it's it did not no, that's right. I'm doing very detailed on my yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't get wait yeah. walks or anything. Anyway, my uh we heard it make another noise. I look over behind me and my son's gone. I went, that little jerk took off on me. You know, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> myself, you know? So I'm sitting there looking watching and stuff, and I'm you know, and this went on for just it seemed like a long time, but I, my son said it really wasn't. And then I hear movement behind me, and I'm like Oh, wait a minute. Now oh, there's one behind me. I said, this one's got my attention. This one's going to come in behind me right. and get me. You know, the classic, you know. So I, I look around and, you know, cautiously behind me. And I look over and my son pokes his head out from behind a tree. It was my son. And he just kind of whispers, is it still there? Oh. You know, and I said, I think so. And then it let out another scream and he goes, Dad, I think we need to leave. So I said, okay, let's get out of here. I'll come back during the daytime and get the trail cam. So we start heading back. And we could hear it screaming again right. at us. And we started walking a little bit Territorial faster. Territorial creatures, you know? yes. Yeah. So we got back to the Jeep. And it turned out my wife and my daughter both heard the screaming. And they beat feet back to the Jeep waiting for us to come back. Right. So we got back in. Um, now, am I 100% sure on that? No. All I saw was glowing eyes. Right. And I always try to make sure I tell people I'm not going to make more out of it than it was. We heard some noise. We heard it splashing. Whatever it was, was splashing really loudly. And we did see the glowing only with the night vision goggles did I see the eyes. Mm -hmm. um, another time we were up, uh, I was up with a gentleman by the name of Stacy Brown Jr. Okay. You may have seen him if you ever type in his name with Bigfoot. He's got an awesome video that I know you're speaking of. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is up near Torreya State Park. On, um, if you ever watch a, a show, Finding Bigfoot, there is an episode in Florida where a lady has a handprint. I've on, seen that episode. When we were on her property. Wow. This is what happened. In fact, her and her husband owned a lot of property out there. And anyway, we were out, and I'll tell you a funny story about about them in a second. Right. Anyway, we were up on the top of this hill area, and we had broken into groups. So I was with another gentleman, uh, David Lauer, and this young girl, I forget what her name was. She just came out with that, that time just to participate. Right. And this was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And we got up there and we came around and I had a thermal with me. In fact, I had Stacy's thermal. Right. And we heard something move around in this field. Well, I lift up the thermal and look over and I clearly I can see something or someone standing up. And, and somebody said, what did it look like? And I said, if I was to give you a visual, 
It reminded me of Captain Kirk when he's beaming up down. Remember that posture that yes, he had? Yes, yeah, the class. Right. That's what it reminded me of. Thanks for mentioning Star Trek on our podcast. <laughs> Star Trek, so. Because, I mean, that's what I, I distinctly remembered in my brain. I said, oh, it looks like Captain Kirk. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the first thing that popped in my head, we have poachers. And we were told by the uh, um, Bridges to watch out. They, they, they did have a problem with poachers right, running yeah. on property. Running around, yeah. yeah. So I handed the thermal to Stacy. I said, hey, there's something or someone standing out in that field there. Well, we heard movement, and Stacy brought the thermal up, and he said, oh, man, it just took off running. Hmm. So we got out there. Um, you could see the depression where it had been. Right. And we went ahead and tried to do a size comparison. And David Lauer was about six foot and went and stood there. And I went back over to where I was standing, which I knew exactly where I was at because right. there was a nice clearing area. And I aimed it and I could see whatever it was now was a lot taller than David. Really? Because right. I could barely see David, but this I could, I mean, I never right. think it, tell the there's somebody out there. In fact, Either way, it freaked me out, even if it was a skunk game or a poacher. Either way, I was really yeah. nervous. I don't think you're afraid of the poacher. Yeah. Because poachers do shoot yeah. at you. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was something that, you know. Again, and this is, a, this is in North Florida? It is. Area? Okay. They live near Torreya State Park, okay. right, not too far from um, Tallahassee. All right. And uh, Bridges, you know, really nice people. He still has come on the property. Right. And the funny story I was going to tell you, I asked Mr. Bridges, I said, when did you figure out or find out that you had something out there on your property, you know, okay, he goes, well, when we were building the house, and he's an architect, by the way, just okay. to right. he had some people uh, putting carpet in his house, and they called him up at his office to say, um, Mr. Bridges, and he said, yeah, he said, where's the carpet people, about, you know, carpeting, do you have anything weird on your property, and he's like, <laughs> weird, what do you mean, bears and stuff, and the guy goes, no, it wasn't a bear. He said, yeah, we saw something down at the base of your, because uh, he lives on the side of a right. hill, and there's a creek at the bottom. Okay. And he said, yeah, there was something down there, you know, at the, at the creek, and uh, we're out of here. And that's how it ended. They got freaked uh, out. Wow. So he gets on the phone, and I mean, well, he gets off the phone, and jumps in his car, and comes on home, and they're gone. Carpet right. people are gone. Right. He gets on the phone, calls the carpet people, and said, yeah, apparently my people said they saw some kind of a, a Bigfoot at the, down the creek. And they're not coming back out. And they went ahead and told everybody in my office, and nobody's going to come out and do your carpeting. Holy crap. Had to call another carpeting company. Wow. To shot his carpeting. <laughs> Mr. Bridges has never seen it. Mrs. Bridges has caught things walking off at the end. Right. Um, but there have been people on the property that have seen it. They've invited some BRFO investigators, and one said, well, what? Well, you know, Bigfoot is the renowned uh, worldwide hide and seek. Uh, um, uh, um, Champion. Champion. That's the word I was looking for, yeah. And it's so funny. Um, a lot of people, and I've spoke to a lot of people over the years because I love Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, Loch Ness Monster. I'm into that stuff. I wouldn't know with that shirt on. I know. <laughs> you know I got my Bigfoot uh, shirt on with the drink of the martini. My wife is excellent to find me my Hawaiian shirt. In the outside wall of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes up, he closes his. I was always wondering whose houses were. <laughs> I drive by all the time, and I, I have one too. But yeah, I gotta admit, yours is kind of a little bit better than mine. I actually painted a little bit of that. But a, a funny story, real quick. I have a eight, nine foot uh, silhouette of Bigfoot on the front of our garage, and it, I'm like a uh, attraction in Barta. We have people come by and stop. Hey, can we take a picture of Bigfoot? And I'm like, yeah, because you know we're right around the corner from the Wonder House. Yes, which we'll speak about in a little while. Um, and I mean, they're literally you could hit them with a rock. Even unless you're, that's why we're going to talk about rock filling with Sasquatch. I've always told my wife, you know, we have cars that scream by our house all the time. Mm -hmm. I've always said, all we got to do is just mimic Sean's house 
and everybody would drive 15 miles an hour yeah. like they do. Why can't you just, be on person, Randy? <laughs> I need the people to slow down around my house. So I put a big, you know, Bigfoot on my front porch, you know. I'm just referring to the people running in the grass, looking at this stuff on your house. It, it's, it's, uh, it's fun, but it's annoying at some point. You're trying to wind down after work, drinking a cocktail, watching something on TV on the front porch, and all of a sudden, somebody, who the hell is that pulling my driveway? Who are you people? And I, you know, I had to go put my pants on. People do not uh, tell your children I'm a role model. I'm the worst role model in the world. So, Randy, I appreciate you uh, wanting to put a big fit on your house because of me. So that's a lot of fun. Slow the crap. Like I said, but I have it inside my my uh, my. You know, if everybody has a man cave, I have a bigfoot cave. Yeah. But anyway, I was gonna put it out there, but I'm, I got a lot of high school kids out there. Yeah, I had a one line shoot at it or something, and yeah. I was like, you know, my mom got it to me for uh, as a, I think it was a birthday or Christmas present, and so it's it's got a nice little home in my yeah. uh, my man cave sitting. Do right you there. talk about this stuff with the, your students and stuff like that, or? Well, on, on, on occasions, you know, yeah. I mean, we have what you know they call the icebreaker when you right. get kids in the class to sit out and talk about. And I do tell kids, if you have heard something, please, by all means, but it's not going to dominate the entire right. class. You know, we still right. have curriculum that we have to stick to. Right. But the first five, ten minutes, you know, to get yeah. everybody settled and get everybody in the frame of mind that, we're, you know, right. I say, by all means, and they'll bring up some stuff. they say, oh, we saw you on TV. We saw you do the Life Swap episode, which not, not one of my best decisions in life. Right. I didn't know you were on that show. Oh, yeah, 2010. I, I mean, we were the Bigfoot hunting family. Uh, that's when I lived in Seabrook. Wow. Yeah. Um, I would just say that, uh, you know, my wife didn't want to do the show. I wanted to, do, you know, right. but I had been a big fan of that Josh Gates show, Expedition Unknown. And Absolutely. I wanted, and I wanted to see what it was like to be yeah. on TV. And uh, my name had gotten dropped a couple times because Tracy comes out with me and they were looking for a, a you know, husband-wife team to go out and do that stuff. What was the what was the swap with? What was the other family? They were actually a very nice family. Yeah. Believe it or not, really yeah. uh, named Paul. That seems Parker out of uh, Memphis. Okay. And their son, they were promoting their son who was into hip hop singing. Okay. So, so hip hop versus Bigfoot. Exactly. <laughs> That's interesting. It was. It comes on. In fact, uh, ABC called uh, after. Uh, and said that your your episodes ranked as one of the top ten favorite episodes. Oh, crap. So how was it? So you're his dad for how long? Well, the whole the whole uh, the whole film filming process took about three weeks, almost four. Right. Um, but uh, I don't. I mean, the the, uh, the mother came to stay with us, and Tracy went over to stay with their other family. Right. Right. And uh, Adria, uh, Adriana, sweet lady. Didn't like anything to do with the woods. I mean, God bless right, her. She, right. But I, you know, I have to admit, you know, I at that time I had a hovercraft, those little, yeah, which I have since sold because I was getting too many citations for noise. Oh, in Winter Haven. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that last citation was a little too much, so I said I, I sold it. Anyway, as scared as she was, and scared as she was of water, she did get in the hovercraft with me and uh, to go. Oh, that's cool. Did you take her on any expeditions? I did. We went on a couple of them, and she, you know, for the most part, she was pretty open to it. I mean, she really took one. I showed her an alligator. I showed her all the stuff out there. I mean, she took it, but right. you know, and but I, did I make her a believer? Probably not, right? Because I mean, we didn't run into anything out there as far as we didn't, you know, we didn't have even a close any, experience, right? Uh, we didn't have any wood knocks, rocks going or any. Anything and believe it or not, with all the camera equipment and everything out there, I knew it, it would have scared the hell out of me. I knew it was a bust, yeah, if the expression yeah. goes. So, my question is, did your wife sing any hip hop music? 
on her experience. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She actually came out. I had a great time. Uh, they have quite. Uh, they have like was it four or five children, and their oldest son was actually into it. Uh, his name's Al. And uh, when I got to meet Al, you know, when the families come together, me and Al, and the fact that him and the kids, we all sat down at breakfast and we had a big conversation wow. all about cryptozoology. So, I mean, it was, you know, we came out, friends, I'm friends with uh, Robert Parker, the, the, the dad on right. Facebook. We still nice. keep on. Right. So, I mean, it was a good way. I made friends, you know. And don't believe everything. In reality TV is not. Right. It's know, reality absolutely. It's not scripted. I always, always said, don't something. They tell you what to say, though. But they set up the scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, but I came out a little bit smarter about TVL now. And it educated you on maybe future mm-hmm. shows. So you said you had a bad experience. Do you feel like uh, it was? I know we're getting off topic here. Yeah, we're getting back on. Is it uh, was it something that they script? Not, I know not scripted, but put you in situations that made you feel like either you were a bad person or yes. your wife was. Okay. Yes. Okay. I got you. Yes. I got you. Yeah. And I've come to realize that really, what you know, and you know, fortunately. They weren't dedicated to staying out the whole night. Yeah. We got out to the locations and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my wife actually got to go down to Falk, Arkansas, you know, because they were in Memphis, so they mm-hmm. took them down there. Right. So she got to visit Falk before I did. Right. Okay. You know? That's awesome. So, but anyway, you know. You were talking about, that was great. I'll, I'll, I know, I need to find that episode. I guess you could find it on YouTube or something, possibly. No, no, no not on right. ABC. It's on Lifetime Channel now. Lifetime Channel. Okay. And okay. It comes on every, in the blue moon. And yeah. unfortunately, okay. I do get told when it's on because on Facebook, people will say, hey, your episode. You're on, you're on. It's the episode <laughs> with Rob. <laughs> you talked about some things with when you were talking about that story about rock throwing. Yes. Which, um, and, uh, Talk about the screen, but t- go a little bit into the rock throwing. Have you encountered that? Give us a little background on what that means. Um, I myself have never ran into uh, the rock throwing, and then I'm not gonna say it hasn't happened in Florida. That definitely happens in Texas. Yes. And uh, I always joke the reason it does because uh, in Texas, Texans, Texans will shoot at a bigfoot, no questions asked. Correct. Right. And I think this animal is a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Due to the fact that it's you know there are people shooting at it. Um, so it's like an incident where you are hunting for Bigfoot or people are in the hunting for wildlife or whatever, and all of a sudden a rock will just come and be out of nowhere. And, and, and it's a territorial thing. There's That's pretty much maybe. what everybody does. I mean, even uh, gorillas do the same thing, yeah. which um, you're going to find yeah. a lot of people in our field do a lot of comparisons to gorillas. Right. To uh, to the uh, the Bigfoot skunk ape. I've always thought that Bigfoot skunk ape was a North American ape, anyway. Is what I That's what Lord uh, Coleman. Uh, yeah, Kristen. I, I think it is. You know, but... it's definitely a primate of some sort. Right. I mean, you know, from everything I've talked to and the witnesses I've talked to, the witnesses who I believe had an, had a, a real experience because unfortunately I've met some I don't believe. But anyway, and uh, and they all pretty much describe it as a primate type creature. Yeah. I mean, you know. Apes do throw things. Has it? Have you ever met anybody that's been hit by a rock? Not or, hit, but well, you know, just like, like hey, I'm right here, you know, just um, get the hell off my property. Kind the of more common thing is the wood knocks. Okay, you know, you'll be in the woods and everything's quiet, and then bang, you're like, well, where did oh, that come oh, from? Right now, that I have heard. Yeah. In fact, I've heard in the green swamp on the Florida Trail. Oh, okay. Uh, me and my wife went walking one day just to do a day walk. Yeah. And I don't remember how many years ago it was. It was quite a ways. But she got to a point where she said, okay, I'm ready to turn around and go back. 
And no sooner had we turned back and started walking and bang, and we both looked at each other and we're like, and I said, I wonder if this, if one of them's out there. And the fact that we turned around and just sent a signal, okay, the humans are leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. This is obviously some kind of a signal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how they, what they use these signals for, like that instance, I believe it was signaling the rest of them that we're leaving. And I've always often believed that these animals, and, uh, you know, they're in pods. And again, I'm using the gorilla, right. you know, right. family Reference. unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have what they call a sentry out or a lookout. Right. Where one will be out there kind of keeping an eye out so the pod can go to sleep and, you know. Right. And when this, you know, humans come into the area, this sentry, as I call it, will alert the pod humans are in the area or humans are coming toward right. the area. So, and uh, I mean, I. They have to communicate, and you know, you look at all the uh, ancient man things would tap on drums yes. and to communicate over long distances. They didn't have tel- telephones on their cell phone, but that was where they communicate. North American Indian, um, Native Americans, um, they look at the Sasquatch as uh, a god, a friendly god kind mm-hmm. of creature. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Every, I would say almost every, and I can't, again, I'm not a historian or right. a Native American, mm-hmm. but. Every Native American tribe or that I have had dealings with all thoroughly believe in this animal. Right. It's not a matter of if it is they are, they believe it. Correct. And they do hold it up at a very high status. Right. In fact, they even say, "Get mad at us! Won't you guys leave it alone? It's not doing anything to anybody." Leave right. Um, it's interesting. The Seminoles, of course, have their story, but they actually stole them from another tribe. Because you right. remember the Seminoles came down. Mm-hmm. Yes. So their whole legend, which are the same as Masuki and the, there's another tribe that's based out of uh, uh, Ocala. I can't remember the name of it. It with a T. They, for the Seminoles, pretty much took their legends as their own. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the Seminoles, you know, they do have a history. But again, like I said in my original statement, they wholeheartedly believe the animals out there. There's right. no doubt in their mind it's right. out there. There's so many legends about it, um, and there's many different names that we've mentioned, but explain to our listeners, our viewers, why it's called in Florida the Skunk Ape. Uh, well, it, it, back in, trying to get the state right, 1971, there was an amateur archaeologist who, his name just escaped me. That's fine. He was in an interview, and he had seen it. Henry right. uh, had seen it in a big right. cypress swamp. Okay. And in the interview, he wholeheartedly says it's called a swamp. It's, it's a swamp, that, I mean, a skunk ape. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's because of the smell that the animal right. But all of these animals, all of them a smell. Even the Sasquatch up in the, uh, over in California and Oregon has been known to give off a smell. Right. Uh, the, um, the, um, the Honey Island Swamp Monster down in Louisiana gives off a right. smell. Right. These animals are all known for giving off a very putrid, Smell. One gentleman described it as a uh, the smell that you get when the dumpster's emptied in the middle of you know after mm-hmm. in the hot yeah. summer day after the trash comes and gets it. All I mean, it's just a very to where you go, oh my god, what is that smell? Right. It's none of this like, hmm, what's that smell? You will make a face when you smell this. It's, but you know. Well, I'm leading to this because in the Wachula area, Bowling Green area, there's a lot of swampy areas, and there's a lot of people that hunt down there. My wife was affiliated at one time with a gentleman that hunted. Um, I'm sure he was more of a poacher type, <laughs> <laughs> what I understand. But he, they went out in the woods. The dogs went in after something. 
They they followed the dog, ran out. This is in Bowling Green, Wachula. Mm-hmm. Um, they walked up on a area of tree limbs that have been bent over almost to look like a cave. Mm-hmm. They went in there, and it was a dead silence, but they said they smelled a smell that they could not describe. And they've been around dead animals and mm-hmm. hog hunting and all that all, their, all these years, and it scared the living crap out of them. And these are big hunter, masculine men. Mm-hmm. I want to hunt, blah, blah, blah. And it scared a hell of it, and they, they just could not get past the smell. It was almost to make you throw up. It is. And, right. and it was in like this hut almost. There was no sign of human uh, beings, homeless people, or anything. And they ran, and they got the hell out of there. So that's that's why I was going to ask you about the smell. You know? Oddly enough, I have had some sightings come out of Bowling Green. There is a uh, there's a park down there. Right. I forget the Heritage name. Park, maybe? No. No, it's past Heritage. It's with a P. It's in um, well, it's in Bowling Green, west quadrant of Bowling Green, um, and we were just, it's a, there's a camping area. There's there. a state park Passion? out there. Passion? No, I'll have, to, I'll, Passion? I'll have to look at because Laura and I have been living and going yeah. camping now. I got so you. Maybe after the story, we'll not be camping. <laughs> camping. Go ahead, let's take a guy. It's a big park. It's got a lot of lakes. A lot of fishing yeah. down there. And well, this this park here has two lakes that can, uh, two uh, rivers that connect. Right. And again, I'm. Um, it's escaping me what the yeah. name of that, and I'm sure one of them's a Peace River. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Know? Definitely, it's Peace is now. Because uh, in fact, a lot of some of the investigators believe that these animals use the Peace River as kind of a highway. Right. Because okay. it's been seen a lot of times on Peace on, on the Peace River. Hmm. Uh, uh, with the Lacucci State Park. Yes. Um, yeah. With the Lacucci River, it's been seen along the banks yeah. of there, which um, and Cliff Reckman and me both agree that these animals, you know, everything needs water to survive. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's going to eventually come to the water, and everything else goes to the water. So you know whatever these animals eat, which you know could it be vegetarians, maybe, but very unlikely. Right. You know they've probably been some kind of a kind of eating grain. Lo and behold, you know there's so many doggone hogs, especially up in the green swamps, Absolutely. and green, yeah, and deer and other deer. Yes. So you know I do like that. In fact, we usually. Like to do a lot of our Bigfoot hunting when we look for sources of water. Yeah, okay. we know that's where they're gonna. You know, and I'm not trying. To, I am being funny, but I want to make this comment about the smell. They are attracted to water. They won't swim in it. They get the stink <laughs> off of them because apes are afraid of water. Well, they are, but they yeah, for the most part they won't get in the water for a certain periods. Really? Yeah. And in fact, one Seminole. I'm not sure how true this story is because I've only heard it from one. Would tell me that he was told by his grandfather that the uh, these um, I forget the name of it the the term they use for the skunk ape which I don't I, I never say it correctly either. Okay. Anyway, they uh, when they hear the see when they call it like a swamp thing or or what can you like say basically it was or? kind of like a um, a um, wood cannibal. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, wood forest people. Or, yeah, yeah, I've never heard that. Right. Yeah, but again, it's in the feminal dialect. Yeah. So. Oh, I got you. Yeah. It's took. Hockey, or again, I'm probably that's wrong. fine, but anyway, he said that he was told by his grandfather that whenever the hunting party, uh, you know, would come in the area, these animals would lay down in the water with just their nose and their mouth sitting wow. above the water. Oh, that's an, a very intelligent thing to do, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you don't catch gorillas between that, right? When you're yeah. in the military, you know, you always like you want to hide from the enemy or whatever, you get the little read and breathe out of underneath yeah. the water or whatever. But he know? did say that, and I was just like, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's the first Rainbow. time I've ever heard that. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I mean, with the heat the way it is, and you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if these animals do, you know, go off in the swamps and stuff. Yeah. You know? When you start leaving the soap out there for them, so they wash. Well, look at the soft flush soap you can get now. Is there a sand smell? Yeah, always smell. What's that smell coming from the bathroom, it's honey? Duck sauce. Sean, you need it. Uh, you need it in this room, but yeah, yeah but I know it. <laughs> Doctor Sasquatch is the name of the soap. Doctor Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, you can type it online and stuff. You can find. In fact, I probably just put a uh, you know. Uh, we we free plug. We'll send you a we'll send you a bill. Can I jump to a different subject real quick? Y'all had mentioned Mothman prophecy. Yes. Can can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Because well, I, real uh, quick, it scared the crap out of me. The movie version. Well, I just so happened I had I had I was invited by the gentleman who owns Mothman Museum up Point Pleasant to come right. down and speak. Which, if you ever get a chance to go to this event, it's awesome. I okay. mean, and it's it's free, you know. And um, but anyway, John Keel, one of my favorite authors, initially wrote the right. Mothman prophecies, where this um, flying type. Humanoid was seen down in, uh, near this uh, old TNT plant. Right, Sean, have you seen the movie? I have not seen oh, the movie. I'm goodness. familiar with the creature. Yeah, just give me yeah. the woman wrecks and she's brains messed up from the car wreck and she's drawing these pictures and the pictures are of the Mothman is what she saw that went her off the road and it really freaked me out. Yeah. So it's a flying entity is what you're it, saying. Yeah, in fact, I, uh, in my book, I call them mm -hmm. uh, flying cryptids. Okay. Because right. you got the Mothman right. uh, and you got the... Um, Journey Devil, which mm -hmm. has it, wings. It yeah. that it, I, I did not really so know. I put them in their own little category. There's so a giant bird as well. Yes. It's a pterodactyl or something yes. like that. You know, um, there was a sighting in Florida that uh, it was a ways, a ways back. Wow. And I can't remember exactly if it was south or north of here. But uh, you know, we've had a couple of. Uh, yeah, that, for, that movie flight. freaked me out. So is it, and I'm not trying to make fun because I'm not. I'm not much knowledgeable on the Mothman, but is it like a fairy, maybe? No, it's more of a uh, an alien-type creature. An alien creature. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in yeah. fact, uh, if you look at the entire story, there were some um, Is the movie lights. close? Is the movie close? No. Okay. So, no. All right, so I'm going off the movie yeah, when I that's say fine. I like it. The movie was done strictly okay. for entertainment value. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, the story goes there was a uh, some a group of kids, four of them in a car, right, went okay. out to the TNT plant, which was abandoned. It was a World mm -hmm. War II plant, and they saw it standing on the side of the road, and they could see the glowing eyes right. and stuff. And they turned around and uh, decided to beat you down. They looked up, and the thing took off and was right. flying, was keeping up with the car. Wow. Now, now again, I'm going to throw another uh, gentleman by the name of Seth Breedlove. He's been doing some videos mm -hmm. on cryptid, and he did right. he did an awesome one on the Mothman. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's probably I, and I've seen every episode or every show about the Mothman, and I got to tell you that he did his homework. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he and he he had some sightings that I didn't even know about. Right. So I mean, if you viewers ever want to, and, and he not, his shows are available on Amazon, and uh, he, he uh, just finished one on Momo, and he did one on flying. He's done one on the Falk Monster, on the Ohio Grassman, and stuff, and. Uh, I think he's getting ready to do one on UFOs. Okay. Yeah, he's based up in Ohio. Super nice guy. Right. He really is. I got to. Is he related to the hometown monsters? That yeah, that's him. That's him. Oh, okay. that's, him. Uh, all right. that's him. I missed that if you said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I love got, those guys. I got to actually be in one of the, uh, in a, what is it, Insight? Or, um, he did a, a Bigfoot one. 
Oh God, not finding Bitcoin, of course. That's a TV show. Um, but anyway, I was doing the uh, CryptoCon up in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and he was there, and he, he sat down, and he he ended up interviewing me for wow. the show. Which, uh, but I've known I've known Seth since uh, we both met at Falk, Arkansas, when he was starting off doing yeah. this stuff, and then him and he, him and his team were great. I mean, they put out some quality quality DVD or shows. Right, I've invited them to be a, a guest at Sci-Fi Bar Show, and I'm actually talking with them about that show. Yeah, I'll well, tell you, if you could also have him being able to show his videos to people. Right. I mean, he does a great job. Um, um, I don't know if down the road if he's ever going to do one on the Skunk Cake, but I mean, he was definitely, we talked to him about it for a while. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I know he's, he's currently doing one on, on UFOs. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So, Bottom line this for us, do you believe in these creatures? If you would ask me point blank, yes. I do believe there is a large primate type creature out there that science hasn't been able to put their nose right. finger on that is roaming in various parts of the United States or in parts of the world. Right. That matter. They are finding new species every day. I yes, saw something about a giant shark that yes. was 20 foot that came out from nowhere and like, we thought this thing was extinct. Mm -hmm. right. What the hell is this? I mean, I mean it's not a megalodon, but it's no. It's a, it had kind of a smiley face. I don't get a megalodon having a smiley face. No, no, no. I saw that movie, The Meg. It didn't. Yeah, have a smile. <laughs> I, I missed that because I couldn't get past the Family Guy Meg thing. So you know, it's just. But there are all types of creatures, and we're gonna we delve into a few of them. And uh, I just want to know because I believe firmly. I've never had a direct encounter with any type of a. A cryptoid creature, mm -hmm. cryptoid creature, and um, but I truly believe I've talked to so many people. I have friends. When we do our next episode with you with the UFOs in Area 51, I'll tell you a story that happened here in Bartow. Okay, um, you may have heard of, and stay tuned for that. I'll be coming on a really near future podcast. But uh, when I was a small child, um, my grandfather owned a bunch of orange groves in the back half of Polk County called Alturas. And they had a creek run through there called Boggy Branch. Not Boggy Creek, but Boggy Branch. And my father and his father and his grand, my dad's grand, grandfather told a story of the Boggy Creek monster. And we always just thought it was to scare us little kids. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. So we'll flash forward till I'm 12, 13 years old. And my dad had a, what they call a dog called a Jarmouth Purr. It's a big dog with a big head. Kind of pit bullish, but a different type right. of hair and all that. Really, um, a not aggressive dog, but just, you know, he took care of the family. He was very friendly with the kids and us growing up, and he'd go everywhere with us. So we would go down and have weenie roast out in the cow pastures that would have joined this boggy creek where the cows would go and drink. And we were out there eating, and all of a sudden the air got still. The crickets quit chirping. The Owls quit hooting, and it was just a really weird feeling. My, if you look, my hair is standing up. Talking, this is a recognition of what I have. So there was something we could hear it moving in the distance. My dad said, "It must be a cow," you know, blah blah blah. And his flashlight wouldn't pick him anything because you know back then a flashlight they weren't like these LED lights. They were like little eight uh, D batteries and a little ray of back, little melt right. thing, and it wouldn't shoot very far. So my dad looked at my our dog, his name was Bob. He goes, Bob, skid him, get him. And Bob the dog ran to where the noise was, and that dog turned around, yelped, 
turned around, running back as fast as he could. He got underneath my dad's pickup truck. It took us 30 minutes to get him out. And this dog was not scared of anything. Right. He saw something down there, and I think it was the Boggy Creek Monster, which is probably a skunk ape. We didn't smell anything. It was a not a full moon that night. I remember it was just like it was yesterday. But we put that damn fire out, and we got the hell out of there. So, yeah. you know, we went back the next day, couldn't find any footprints. But, you know, the cows are walking through there and all this crap. And it turned out my grandfather had said, well, the cows weren't out in that part of the pasture that night. We went to all the avenues to find out what the hell was, right. you know. The nearest house is 15, 20 miles away. Right. You know, it was all fenced off, you know, but uh, that was uh, my closest encounter, if you will, with uh, a Bigfoot type monster creature, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, they're attracted to water. Might have been drinking, might have wanted a hot dog or yeah, some sport or something, you know, <laughs> like, hey, come on up, hang out, you know. Well, I find it fascinating because I had a similar situation. I never saw anything, but we used to go out to Homeland Cemetery. And we would take girls out there, and we'd hang out and try to scare them. You like them. girls? Yeah, yeah, I did. Back in high school. Wow. <laughs> and, of course, we all, rednecks, had spotlights on our trucks and stuff. And I just remember hearing a noise, and a friend of mine named Ray shone his, shined his spotlight out in there. And I couldn't see. I saw what looked like a shadow. And when the spotlight got on him, the shadow was distinct. Like, it could have been somebody standing there, but it was black. Right. And as soon as the spotlight got on them, they disappeared behind a tree. And I was like, whoa, whoa, Ray, Ray, go back, go back. You know, so he's bringing uh, his light back and we couldn't find it. And we sat there and we like, you know, we better get out of here. Well, not even 15, 20 minutes later, people were running through the woods with lamps. Like it reminded me of the old, old lamps, but it wasn't. It was just like these camping halogen lamps right and they're running through the woods and they had rifles we could tell and we're shooting spotlights on them and they're in the distance and we were like you know it's time to go we got crazy people running through the woods with a with a gun we i saw a shadow i can't tell if it was big or huge right we didn't go out and measure i mean we're high school kids we're like let's get the hell out of here so that's the only thing that i have but i find it fascinating you know fascinating you know, this stuff and all these people, and I, like you said, you run across people that's, that have never, that you don't believe, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, how much did they really see? Was it imagination? Were they but, smoking some weed? Right, or exactly. Drinking some mushrooms or whatever, but you know? because of that little encounter, even though I don't know exactly what it was, and I wouldn't say that it was an animal or a skunk ape or swamp thing or whatever. Swamp man. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. But all I know is that if it was a human... Well, it was people chasing him with guns. You know what I'm saying? So, and that that was like in about 1991. Well, that's always been my argument about people in suits because, I mean, nobody, no one ever certain people out, especially up in Ocala. Right. If you're going to run around in a gorilla suit, your life, you must you have a gorilla suit. You will shoot you, and there's a bunch of hunters up yeah. there. Hey, Bubba, look, it's a big old bear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they will shoot you. You're right. I mean, no so, questions asked. And there is no law about shooting a Bigfoot in Florida. Really? We don't have a law against doing that. Is so there not other states with laws like that? Washington, I believe, Washington State of Oregon has a, uh, and it's not so much, and if you ever look at the way it's written, it's not so much they believe it, they just don't want anybody to get shot in costume. Right, right, I got you. And an example is mm-hmm. when they were filming The Empire Strikes uh, Back, I mean, no, excuse me, The Return of the Jedi. Right. That whole part was filmed up in Washington mm-hmm. State. They actually had to have security <laughs> 
on David Prowse, not David, but the gentleman David played Prowse. too long. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. Prowse. Because they were worried that people were going to mistake yeah. him for a Bigfoot. And that is a documented fact. Right. That wasn't just a an old, you know, yeah. urban legend about it. He said, no, that's true. They did have right. people, and they did tell me, we're out here, we're Bigfoot scene, and we don't want people thinking, you know, right. Bigfoot. Right. Absolutely. And he said he was a little conscientious about it, too, thinking, God, I didn't know that. It's right. so funny you tell that story, and I want to bridge off on that for a second. But um, we're a. Uh, we're mentioning a lot of towns and places. Um, our uh, podcast originates from a town called Bartow. Oh, crap. What happened? The camera moved. Is one of my cats out? Yeah. Hold on a second. Oh, you're, you're going to edit that out. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me I get I have a cat, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me get her out of here real quick. We just have to edit this part out. Yeah, you're fine. I'll cut it out. Let me get there. I'm like, what the hell is the camera moving for? <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no. I mean, I have a cat too. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is, one of my uh, cat, you know, people come to the house, she goes and hides. She's, yeah. Because we have grandkids, and she, you know, she stays away from the grandkids because they want to pick her up and hold her. Yeah. They got turned. Um, There's a cat right here. There you go. Yeah, I think she pulled the shield off the front of the deal there. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, you're good. Usually put them up pretty good. Just kind of, yeah, I edited it's it. Out. No problem. Put that up, so. We're at 51 minutes. We right. can go longer. No, we'll wrap it up. Okay. I want to get on. I want to get on the next podcast too. So, all right. So what I was what I was getting at is we're we're in Central Florida. We live in a town called Bartow. It's like right between Tampa and Orlando. Places we're mentioning like uh, Alturas and. Oh, Homeland, uh, Bowling Green, Wachula are just within a 50 mile radius of us, all these places, or maybe less. Yeah. I just want to get our viewers and our listeners. And lots of woods, orange groves, you know, right. swamp. Yeah. What I tell people is really ironic is, you know, we got the, the green swamp, mm -hmm. and that's just right up the road from Disney World. Right. I mean, if you look at it. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, people ask me, has it been seen in the Disney property? I, I'll never know. Because right. Disney probably people out of Disney will never come forward and tell you anything right. that goes on in Disney. Absolutely. Property. But I mean, Green Swamp mirrors right up against right up the, the, Yeah, that's absolutely. So that's kind of ironic. I want to give everybody like a perspective of where we're at and all that and what we're talking about. Now, I want to go back to when you mentioned when they filmed Return of the Jedi uh, up in the woods and it was they were trying to emulate indoor, the, the moon indoor with the, with the uh, Ewoks. Yes. Um, this is gonna maybe come way out of left field. This is maybe something you already know. Chewbacca, yeah, kind of Bigfootish, like you're saying. Could Bigfoot and the related name Sasquatch they be aliens? There are people that have uh, do believe that. There, yeah. There's and um, a quick story. One of the ladies uh, who started the, the whole Bigfoot investigations down here in Florida, uh, Ramona Clark Hidner, she died in 1986. You know. But she was a serious investigator, probably the most serious investigator right. down here in Florida at times from the 60s and 70s. And uh, she, in fact, she didn't even like the term skunk ape. She called it the Yeti. Okay. Okay. All right. But anyway, she would get reports in and she noticed that she was getting some that was said there. First, they had saw some uh, lights and the lights had landed. And then people were seeing Bigfoot. Right. So, and at first she even said, I didn't really want to go in that direction. I said, you know, it's a flesh and blood creature. Let's right. keep it at. But she did say, and I did start getting enough sightings where I, I said, I had to kind of like, hmm. Let's look at this. Right. You know. Me, personally, um, 
Uh, I do look at and listen to people, but I have not seen anything in that as far as I'm going. Right. All right. But I'm not. But I tell people I keep an open mind, but I don't keep my mind so open that my brain falls out. Right. right. <laughs> it's just when you brought that up about the filming, and I was already going on that track when you brought mm-hmm. it up. I thought, man, we're we're linking. I'm linking right. this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You look at because Chewbacca, their whole race looks like a bunch of yes or Bigfoot mm-hmm. or whatever. So I would just want to bring that in because you know it's a paranormal. Thing. And to tie this in, the gentleman that drew the uh, poster for the Legend of Boggy Creek is also the one that did all the artwork for Star Wars. Oh, oh, okay. And he's actually credited with coming up with the face of Darth Vader, and uh, and going to, you know. And somebody said, well, I guess he modeled Chewbacca after the uh, the Falk monster. I said no, you know, they, uh, George Lucas gave him distinct directions on how he wanted Chewbacca to look. Oh, okay. I guess was after what looked like one of his dogs. Right. right? Yes. More of a shit suit. Chewbacca kind of looks like a shit suit in the face a little bit, you know. So or a Yorkie. Yeah, you know, Yorkies are like mm-hmm. you know three inches tall or whatever. We're gonna wrap up. I want to uh, thank you, Robert, for coming to see us. And yes. plug your, you. please plug your book one more time. For yeah, our uh, it's called Legend Tripping: The Ultimate Adventure. It's a guidebook on how to go look for legends. Uh, you know, from cryptids to haunted houses to buried treasure to mysterious places. It is available on Amazon, uh, and but it's it is available from my publisher, Adventures Unlimited Press. And if you do purchase one and you do run into any bloody bombings, I will love to sign it for you. And, uh, you know, you want to make some comments and tell me some stuff because I am working on a sequel now called International Legend Tripping. Nice. So, was was there some other things that before you came here that you really wanted to to hit on that we didn't hit on that you can hit on now? Um, Well, again, you know, if anybody has any sightings or any kind of interesting stories, please. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I'm a bit. I am on Facebook, Robert Robinson, Legend Tripper. I think I'm the only Robert Robinson Legend Tripper. I've been following you for years. By all means, I love to hear new stories um, because I am uh, on a bat note. I'm also doing a little book on the Florida skunk game. Okay, all right. But I ran into a snag on you know I told you about uh, Ramona Mola. Clark Hibner. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of her stuff never got published, and I'm trying to find out where happened to all those reports. Oh, yeah. So that's that's right. I hit a snag right now, but I, I'm still putting in current mm-hmm. sightings and stuff like that. Let's link Rob to our Facebook. Oh, absolutely. Sci-fi. And, and I'm going to need the links to these books and things. So, absolutely. Messenger, you send them to me. They'll be a part of the podcast and our uh, Facebook posts we're, and stuff like that. We're growing. Uh, make sure if you, uh, the, the episode for this will drop this week or wait, next week. Another week or so, right? Whenever. Yeah. Eight days. Oh, oh. One thing I wanted to add, and I keep forgetting. Yeah, that's fine. David Weatherly, another uh, legend tripper. Right. He put out a series of three books called Woodknocks. Okay. Well, he asked me to do a, uh, a chapter on the Skunk Ape for Woodknocks Volume 3. Nice. Yeah, I was really honored that he called Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I'm familiar so, with him. So, if you folks are interested, I did do uh, Volume 3, and it's all about the Florida Skunk Ape. Hmm. Find, find all this on Facebook, uh, social media, go to our YouTube page and subscribe to this um, podcast. I'll have all these links there. We'll have all the links there. I want to, again, thank you, Robert, for coming and being with us on a, on your busy schedule. Um, and it was such an honor to meet you because I've followed you on Facebook a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've had many, many people tell me about you in our small town of Barcha and say, you know, there's this guy, he's a teacher at the high school, and he's a big, big foot. You need to hook up, man, because... Anyone in the small town of Bartow where we have sci-fi Bartow um, always knows Sean is the guy to go to with the weird stuff. You know, 
Who is Sean? He's got an eight foot Bigfoot on the front of his house <laughs> and the Star Trek flags all over his yard and things. Um, I want to thank our sponsors real quick uh, SNL Restaurant and Lakeland Off Cumbie Road, best hamburger in the universe. Um, my uh, uh, sister in law Tracy is the owner there. Make sure you stop by there and see her. Um, Jamie Creations, who creates the Sci Fi Barto Cup, which you can get at the event in uh, 2020, 3rd uh, February, uh, Saturday in February. Order them online. She gives you free shipping if you order them. These are really nice insulated cups. Um, I want to thank Chilton Signs again. They're one of our sponsors here. Um, I want to thank uh, uh, um, uh, SLS Entertainment, which is my yeah. entertainment company for this. Uh, we're a sponsor as well. Randy, you got anybody? I, I have a book coming out in about two or three months, but I'm not going to plug that now because I don't have a title for it. Is it is it wood knocking? It is actually James Bond esque, but in space. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew you were writing something. But yeah. see. We have some great guests lined up. Um, look for forward to our next podcast. We're going to ask uh, Rob to come back. Um, we're going to talk about storming Area 51, which is the new hot topic. Um, and just tease a little bit. You've actually been to Area 51. I haven't. Okay. That's all you're getting, folks. You just have to find our next podcast. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. And this has been Talking Sci-Fi with Sci-Fi Sean and Randy. Randy. Have a great one.